The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I work for, for the Board of Trustees, the President, and the AD. And if they're tired of me leading this program, all they got to do is let me know. I'll go somewhere else where there is an appreciation. Bounces through a hole. There it goes outside 20. Give 15. Give 10. Angling to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Oh, baby, what a run. What a run. 27 yards. But we've had 12, 12, 10-plus win seasons in a row. 12. Here's Corey Seager who swings and drives one deep to right. It sails way out of here. Corey Seager with a line drive home run. A good dozen rows into the seats in right. He's given Texas a 3-0 lead. Clemson went 35 years, all right, probably since before you were born, your whole freaking life. And we've won two in seven years. The one-two from LeClerc. Finishes off a one, two, three, nine. And what a Texas turnaround here in game three. From losing nine to one in game two to winning three to one and retaking the lead in the series. I started as the lowest paid coach in this freaking business. All right. And I'm where I am because I've worked my ass off every single day. And I ain't going to let some smart ass kid get on this phone and create this stuff. So if you got a problem with that, I don't care. We'll eventually play them again. I think it'll be in a bowl. Like, they'll be bowl. SEC and Big 12 had a lot of bowl matchups, and I think that'll probably be the next time. Regular season is, in my opinion, it's history. All right, good morning, everyone. T-Row in the morning show time. Tuesday, October 31. Happy Halloween. All Hallows' Eve morn. Toby and TJ with you on the ref, the home of Sooner fans. We are brought to you every day by the Riverwind. Dabble had things to say yesterday. Coach's show got a little bit sideways there in Clemson. Lions win Monday night football 26-14 over Planks Raiders. And the Rangers just do not lose on the road. They take a 2-1 lead in the fall classic with a 3-1 win last night in Arizona. Texas now 9-0. and on the road in the postseason. Former Sooner John Gray, sensational last night out of the bullpen. Thunder back in the win column, 124-112 over Detroit last night. OKC off to a 3-1 and one start to the season. And, of course, it's Bedlam week. Uh, Sooners-Cowboys coming up Saturday afternoon. We got much more to hear from Mike Gundy today. OU players after practice last night. Brent Venables from Rudy's last night. Big show coming up on this, your second day of your work week, final day of the month of October. And we welcome in now my very best friend in the entire world. He's flying high today. T to the J. Perry on the other side of the glass. Everybody with me. 
Oh, good morning, TJ. Oh, good morning. <laughs> good, oh, good morning. Uh, oh, people have started doing that, by the way, around. Pass them in the, on the sidewalk. Oh, good oh, morning. Good morning. Hey. How can you not? I can't stop it. I'm sure it's highly annoying. But... Good morning, TJ. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really good, but a little worried as well. I'm concerned mm. about my little man, El Bombi. I hope he's all right. If Your not, little guy, El Bombi. If Bombie. not, uh, could be a series for, of shifting. What is that, like the bomb, the bomber? I don't know. He's your little guy. I, I, yeah, I El Bombi, the bomber. I'm Bombie assuming is what that is. is. <laughs> Bombi is bomb in Spanish? Yeah. B-O-M-B-I? That's right. In Spanish. I'm the bomb, the bomber, I'm assuming is what that is. I've always said, thought that. I've never looked it up, but I've just, when they say that, he bombs. Mm. So, Bombi is a very calm and loving cat, it says. <laughs> well, I'll call him Kitty. Yeah, that's what it says in Spanish. Bombi, B O M B I? B O M B O M B I, yeah. A very calm and loving cat. Huh. Wow, you have thought all along it was the bomber. Yeah, and it's not. It's at least according okay. to this. Here's an article on it. Our Dolis Garcia made a name for himself in the past couple of seasons. Blah 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 blah. El Bombi. Where did it come from? It's like the bomb because he is such a good at bombing home runs. Well, uh, not quite. He received the nickname from a childhood friend. Has nothing to do with him hitting bombs. It's because they, his head looks like a light bulb. <laughs> this is a USA Today article. <laughs> his head looks like a light bulb. So uh, this, according to this, it does mean the bomb. But this says his friend gave it to him because his head looked like a light bulb when he was a kid. <laughs> what is that? That's even better. I don't it know. It is better. I don't know. Bombia is a noun which means bulb. Here's another one from the Star Telegram. Same thing. Yeah, uh, okay. The bomb, but because his friend thought his head looked like a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I love this that. Is li- light bulb in Spanish is bombia. I just have always assumed it was uh, the bomb or the That's bomber. You know. His head looks like a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> so is bombi a uh, light bulb in Spanish too? Uh, it says, well, it says here bombia. So uh, I'm guessing that somehow that's short, you know oh, that's a derivative of Bombia. Now that uh, I've seen that, it does look like a light bulb. So now I just hope he's all right. Uh, if he's hurt, it may completely shift this uh, well, series. So I can't remember where I saw it this morning. Maybe it was on ESPN that they were optimistic or yeah, something. Yeah, Bochi like that. said last night, oh, "I'm optimistic, but we'll see tomorrow." So mm-hmm. he's having an MRI and stuff done, and they'll know more today. But if that's Grabbed any type the of, side, yeah, I if saw, that's any right? type of quad strain or something like that, or not quad, um, lat, oh, a lat, yes, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Right. Fingers crossed. And then Max Scherzer's no surprise. So I was expecting that last night. I just expected it to be. He's a like finger. an old car. Something was going to well, break down sooner or later. It's been that way for him for. Several years now. It always happens this time of year. It's why I didn't like the trade when it went down. I hope he redeems himself and comes back and there's a game seven and his lights out. I mean, I hope I, I really do, but I never liked the trade. I don't. I hope it's John Gray in game seven. Well, 
if it's not uh, Scherzer, then it's going to be John Gray, I think, because John Gray was unbelievable last unbelievable. night. Unbelievable. Yeah. So. Um, I would be more confident in John Gray than Max Scherzer because Max sure. is going to stand up wrong and his back's going to lock up or he's going to have a blister on a finger or a forearm's going to go out. That's just the story of Max Scherzer. And he wants to act like he's the toughest dude in the world and it's always something nagging with him and just... Always something yeah, with this anyway, Hall of Fame. Anyway, they it? got it done last yeah, night. It. They got it done because of John Gray. And, and, and seriously, that is why they got it done, so... Hats off to John, big John Gray. This is kind of crazy, kind of cool, because Max Scherzer, I saw a pitch against OU when Missouri was in the Big 12. Right. Before I was ever calling games. Sure, yeah. John Gray, of course, called for OU. Uh, He was on a couple of great teams, most notably the one that went to the Supers against LSU. He had that incredible showdown with Aaron Nola in the Super Regional. And tonight you got Andrew Heaney, who went to OSU, who had one of the most famous showdowns with OU of all time in that uh, breakfast bedlam at the Brick when he and Dylan Overton went blow for blow for an hour and 54 minutes Yeah, in a scoreless game. And it was a great pitcher for the Cowboys through the years. So all roads lead back to uh, Norman. My son will forever have me chanting in my head, Andrew Heaney, the power of the weenie. Andrew Heaney, the power of the weenie. He started that with this hot dog costume that he has wore every game since the ALCS Game 5. And every time Andrew Heaney comes in in his hot dog outfit, he chants that. And it... At first, it was like Bronx, and then it was like, now I can't stop. And anytime his name is said, I just, I, he chants it all the time, and he wants Andrew Heaney in there all the time so he can chant that chant, and it's hilarious. And it, well, it's worked. It's got him to this you point. You gotta so. tell him he can't, like, tonight, <laughs> he can't do that when there's trick or treaters. All right. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get hauled off. All He's right. supposed to be helping work a haunted tunnel tonight, so this is going to be. Ow. We'll we'll see what happens. I've told him he's, he's got to be home, so I don't know. It's Halloween. He's all excited and fired up. Has this like double headed clown costume that's creepy mm. as can be, and so we'll see what happens. I, I he said he was going to be home by seven or seven thirty, and so we'll see. Which is seven's. Can I tell you a story off the top? Yeah. Before anybody's listening to the show. Yes, please. I had something happen yesterday that has completely blown my mind for the last, I don't know, 18 hours or so. Hmm. What is this? I was, after the show, putting together the uh, kind of the broadcast plan for the crossover football basketball season for how we're going to handle basketball on the radio. You know, there's always some games every year that I have to miss oh, sure, yeah. basketball. Usually they're in the Bahamas, but yeah. Usually the fun trip. <laughs> uh, and, you know, somebody will sit in, and it's Chad whenever we can use Chad. And fortunately, this year, Chad is available for all of the games I have to miss, which is only three, which is good. So I was typing it out. Here's what we're doing in November. I've got this game, this game, and this game. Chad's got this game, this game, and this game. And, and and from then on, we should be good. And so I uh, type up this document so everybody knows the plan for credential purposes, for travel purposes, for airplanes, hotels, all that kind of stuff. 
So I, I'm sending it off to the list of people that need it, which includes our basketball director of operations, Tad Gilbert. Okay, Tad was new last year. He uh, was known to Porter from before when he was at Illinois Chicago. If you remember, it used to be Shep, Mike Shepard, who took the athletic director job at Cassidy, and so we needed a new director of ops, and they hired Tad Gilbert. Right. And uh, uh, so Tad needs to know because Tad's in, in charge of travel. So he's got to make sure for the road trip to San Diego that he's got hotel and uh, and that Chad is on the manifest for the airplane and all that kind of stuff. So t- Tad is one of the people I've attached on this document. I don't have his email, though. I've got his cell phone number. I don't have his email. So I text Tad. And I said, uh, can you send me your email? I want to uh, send you something. And he does. He sends me his email. And uh, so I put it into my uh, phone, and then I put it into my document, okay? And I send it off, and they all go except for Tad's. It bounces back at me. And I, I'm like, that's curious because he just gave it to me. So I look at it. It says Tad, Tad.Gilbert. I won't give you the whole thing. And uh, so I look at the one he sent me again, and his says Tad.Glibert, G-L-I-B-E-R-T, and, and the rest. And I was like, that's weird. I wonder why he, the one he sent me is misspelled, but the one I sent, which is spelled correctly, got bounced back to me. So I was like, let me just put it in the way he sent me, and I put it in the way he sent me, and it went. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, obviously, somebody at OU, when he got hired, transposed his name, <laughs> and he just went with it. He right. just said, whatever, I'll just go with this as my email. So I reached out to him, and I was like, Dude, what's the deal with your email? Why did they? Why is it misspelled? And he goes, "It's not." Oh, I said, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "That's my name. Glibert is my name." And I said, "What?" <laughs> I said, "I've been calling you Gilbert for a year." He goes, "Oh yeah, everybody calls me Gilbert. Even Coach Moser thinks that's my name." Oh no. <laughs> Everybody thinks everybody thinks my name is Tad Gilbert, but it's actually Glibert. And I said, why didn't you tell someone? He goes, it's been happening my whole life. I just don't even care anymore. It's when you look at his name, you think. You see it. Because it, it's an you, L and an I right next to yeah, each other. Yeah, and especially in an email like that, it you just read Gilbert. He's yeah. like, I got tired years ago of correcting people, so I just go by Gilbert whenever they want to call me Gilbert. I was like, Tad. <laughs> your name everybody thinks your name is gilbert i was like i'm taking it on myself to make it a personal mission to make sure now everybody knows that they've been saying your name wrong and your name is actually glibbert so i called kevin as soon as i got i called kevin i was like what's tad's last name he's like gilbert i was like it's not wait until you hear this story and he was like what it was was oh that is funny i've been for a year I've been calling this. Everybody has been calling this guy by the wrong name. Well, I was going to say, I, I haven't heard this name that often because he's only been around here, what would you say, a year? Maybe it hasn't yeah, been that long. A yeah. little over a year. Yeah. yeah. So anytime I think you've brought him up or I've heard his name, it was Gilbert. He's just a nice guy. He's just like, Glibbert. yeah, whatever. Whatever Glibbert. you want to call me. Glibbert. Glibbert. Yeah. How huh. stupid are we all? Uh, me? How stupid am I? <laughs> You're the one around him more than the most of us. Yeah. So you're pretty dumb. 
I want to go back and look at like media guides and score, you know, all the stuff that we pass out at games. Have they been putting Gilbert on that or Glibbert? And I just didn't. I, anyway, it's fascinating. All right, six eighteen in the morning. We are underway. It is Tuesday, Teach. How's this going to go today? You think? Oh, so far so good on the uh, text line. So give it a little bit. There'll, there'll be the one guy. He'll be mad. We haven't mentioned and railed on the Sooners yet in the first half or the first segment. Nobody so cares about Glibbert. What are we going to do about the running game? Thud Glibbert. Come on when, and talk Sooners. When are we going to solve the jet sweep problem? All right, we'll talk about all that. 619, back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Happy Halloween, everybody. This hour brought to you by McIntyre Law. Accidents, work-related injuries, auto accidents, personal injury, product liability. They will help you. They will fight for you. They will recover your losses. Proven record of success over at McIntyre Law, 1-877-917-5250 or McIntyreLaw.com. Can I tell you one more story real fast? Yes. I will be uh, dressed up again tonight for Halloween uh, in the same costume I've worn for the last five or six years. I will be dressed up as Chris Plank. Um, Friday, we are out to eat in Kansas City, right? And so they have it's a group of people, and they have us separated into three different tables of eight. Okay, so we're all in the same room, but there's three different tables of eight people, uh, two to the well, kind of one different in a kind of a U shape here. Anyway, sure. We all sit down. We've, we have assigned seats. We don't get to pick where to sit. There's like a little placard in front of us where we're supposed to sit. And they've obviously kind of split us all up and like not all the radio crew is sitting together. Just kind of, you know, I'm sure to help conversation or whatever. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, I'm not at Chris's table. He's at a different table. And I can't remember if it was him or Drake. I think it was Chris. It might have been Drake. Texted me because Drake was at Chris's table. And he said, uh, we just sat down. And I heard the man sitting next to Chris tell his wife, hey, check it out. I get to sit next to Toby. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one of you should like. Shave your head or dye your hair a different no, color no, or no, something. No. This is way too much fun. This is way too <laughs> I much get fun. Get to sit next to Toby. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, let's see. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Sooner Judy was up early at 4.57. Wanted Hello, to tell Judy. me congrats on another Rangers win. Thank you, Judy. I played hard last night. I, uh, out of nowhere... In between innings, went 25 jumping jacks between every inning during commercial breaks. Oh, this is new. This is new. It just happened last night wow. out of the blue, and it worked. And so I just kept doing it. And then at one point, Bronx looks back and goes, why do you keep doing jumping jacks? And I said, I don't know. I've been doing 25 every commercial break. And he goes, you guys are- he said, next inning, I don't like the 25. You just need to do 11. So I just yeah. did 11 that inning, and it worked. And so then I went back to 25. And so I don't know. You guys are psychotically off the rail with this thing. 
But at least this one promotes heart health. So, you know, that's good. What about beans last night? Uh, There were beans in our tortilla soup. So, yeah, we had some tortilla soup. There were little beans in there. uh, Big bean fat. Oh, that sounds good. You know, it's been cold. Yeah. And I've been kind of craving some chili or something kind of, you know, soup or something like that. Uh, I'm at home tonight, so I think I might make something like that in the crock. Yeah, we went uh, tortilla soup last night, had beans in it tonight chili with beans so there you go we're all set ah, for tonight chili, man yeah have you made chili yet no this will be the first time we always do chili for the first time usually on halloween night i cook up a big pot of chili yet another so perry household tradition ladies a tradition and gentlemen. yeah i don't know where it started for the first time on halloween night. somewhere like seven eight years ago i just did chili on halloween one night and then katie every halloween's like okay want chili Fritos so. or saltines uh, I'll have both on the table, whichever you like. Uh, you're do you have a preference, grab. or do you? you I know, go back and forth, so I'll take decision. a few Fritos and drop them in there, and then I might go a cracker. I might say, mm, Fritos are hitting me better, and just go straight Fritos." So cheese. Um, I'm not really a cheese guy in my chili. Uh-huh. Katie is, uh-huh. but I'm not. So. Onions. Uh, that option will be there if you would like. Okay. I right. can't do it as much anymore. It doesn't uh, sour sit well cream. With me. No sour cream in my uh, okay. uh, chili, no, no. I have no further questions okay. at this time. Okay. <laughs> I think my back's hurting today because of the jumping jacks, though, so I shouldn't make fun of Max Scherzer. Mm. Uh, good morning, A1 and Turkey Bacon. That was a pretty nice putting from Gray. I think that's supposed to be outing. I sure hope Jeff Levy gets a handle on this play calling. That's from Gunny. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, even if you're not a Ranger fan, but you're a Sooner fan, you could get behind John Gray last night. So Absolutely. He was, man. I know we mentioned in the first segment, but he was really good last night. Clutch. Uh, And it was unexpected because going into the game, we thought he was going to start game four. Correct. That was the, uh, that's what was thought and believed out there and kind of been floating around in the Ranger locker room. So, and then all of a sudden Scherzer can't go gray. I'm sure, you know, I mean, maybe it was in the back of his mind. If we need you, you're going to be in, but it was somewhat of a surprise. And just nails. What, three innings, one hit? Three innings, one hit, and I really wanted him to roll out there for the seventh, but I think they've got, like you said with game seven, I think they had different plans and said, all right, that's good, that's perfect. We got what we needed out of him, and he kind of saved this game, so let's save him in case we need him for seven. So, yeah. Awesome. How would that be if John Gray is game seven starter? It would really help me root for the Rangers if that would be the case. I think it would a lot of people around here. I think think it looks like Arizona's going bullpen tonight, by the way, because Mantiply's starting, and he's a reliever. Yeah, they're definitely bullpen, um, which will be— Both teams bullpen. Which will be the greatest bullpen in the history of bullpens for everything that John Smoltz says tonight because he absolutely—I figured it out this year. Not having a dog in the fight the last few years, John Smoltz— Hates the American League. Hates it. And everything that the National League does is just so much better. So Well, that's true. I, I mean, have I have come I was a huge John Smoltz fan when he went to that booth and the job he did early on, and I cannot stand him after this year. Can't stand him. I do still like him. I don't see the prejudice you see in his call, but I'm not in it, and I get that. Sometimes when you're in it, you hear everything they say and you like it to 
I really enjoy John Smoltz. I, do, I think he does a great job. But uh, The fart kid last night that started for Arizona um, gave up fought. three runs. Uh, fart. Uh, gave up three runs. Fought. Was yeah. the greatest outing he had ever seen by a young pitcher. Max Scherzer goes out with an injury with three shutout innings, and I'm like, oh, that guy was garbage. So yeah. pretty much how it was with John Well, Smoltz one is analysis. a Hall of Famer, and the other is a baby. Oh, oh this fart kid, man. He's unbelievable. Look at him. Yeah, he just gave up three runs. Two run bomb to Corey Seager. All right. They're all out to get you. They're all, They're all out, out to, to get, get us. Just like these dadgum national guys against OU. Uh, yeah. Greetings from the venison stand where it's colder than Mule Shoe's heart. Waiting for sunrise. At least Dabo takes calls. I'm Bob from Cement. He's out hunting today? I guess so. Says he's in the hey, uh, stand. I wish we would take calls too. It's so much more entertaining when we did, but. There aren't very many out there anymore. Davo, uh, we played it off the top. I'll play it a Sit- little more later. Davo is having a tough year. And Davo has decided to fight back with the fans. Hey, hey, you're supposed to bow down at my feet. Do you realize what I've given you? You don't ever call in and say that I'm not doing things correctly. I work my rear off, and I've done it for years, and I'm the best that you've ever had around here. So you appreciate me. Yeah, that's basically what he said right there <laughs> on his show last night. So <clears throat> it is it is interesting to see what's going on at Clemson because it's been going so well for so long. It corresponds with Brent leaving. So surmise from that what you will, but it is he's two and four in the ACC, and Clemson fans are not happy. And Dabo doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> You're supposed to say nothing but nice things about me. Uh, it's football season, but guys, how about Skip stacking recruits and then playing well this past weekend? He's got a lot of momentum, tons of momentum with this program right now. That's for sure. I need sometime today or whenever you want. I, I did have a good talk with uh, somebody on the staff about uh, what they saw the other night and just kind of this, you know, now that they've kind of seen everybody for a few days, what they think. And so. Uh, I can go that, uh, through that with you at some point. I, bottom line, they are they have pitching running out their ears, and pitching they're excited about. And last year, I'm not sure they had a guy that could hit 95 on the radar gun. Did they? I don't. I, I, I maybe may, maybe Atwood every once in a while would touch. I can't even think of who it would be. And this mm. year, they might have 10 guys that can throw 95 plus. Yeah, I- so. Boy, that's a good question. If someone did, it's because they were amped up and got one to that point at some point last year. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a really cool year for them, and they're they're super excited, super excited. Uh, this one says, "So happy for you, TJ. So exciting when your team goes all the way. We don't know how that feels. We don't get nice things. Sad face emoji. That's from Kingston girl. Who's she a fan of? I'm." Assuming she's talking OU, I don't know. Unless uh, I don't know. Are you talking about the winningest athletic department in America the last two decades? <laughs> I, I don't know who she's. Uh, Kingston girl, if you're a fan mm. of a different major league team that you're referring to, let me know. But I'm assuming that she's because other texts uh, in front of that are all OU related. I'm so sure I'm sure it's coming off the Kansas. It's loss. coming off you the know, Kansas loss, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you get an. Nice thing started back up this weekend. So, 
Uh, missed the intro, guys. Did BV talk about the conservative play calling last night? That's from yeah. Frat Bo- Bro Mark. I'll play that for you coming up. I We didn't play it in the intro. I did ask him about that exa- uh, specifically last night, so we'll play what he had to say. Last one here. Uh, Jeff from OKC. I could have swore TJ had a personal chef. I do. His name is TJ. TJ has a butler, a maid, a valet, a chauffeur. I wish. I think I'm all of the above. I I play all those roles. Over there at his house. It's amazing. Break time, 635 Halloween morning. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Coach, you had a couple of costly injuries, of course, in this game. Danny Stutzman, right before halftime, tried to give it a go in the second half and just couldn't. You mentioned Tawi was was really having a big day, and he went down. Gentry Williams didn't play in this game. Is there anything you can tell us in that regard about their availability this week? Yeah, well, Gentry practiced today, and uh, and we got our, our fingers crossed on the other two guys. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, TJ. So just calm down, okay? I haven't heard anything. This is no inside information at all. But I don't have high hopes that Stutzman or Tawi will be – I will be surprised if they are – hundred percent on Saturday. Just and that's you know, a that's his, a shame for the matchup in the game that it is. Of course, I mean it, it is. really yeah. is. No, I, I, and hopefully I'm wrong. Again, I have no inside information. Just an ankle injury, severe enough that it would not allow either one of those guys, especially Danny, to continue in a close game. They're in such pain that they can't get on the field. Usually doesn't clear itself up in a week. Yeah, that that was the thing with with Stutzman with me is, you know how tough he is. You know he had kind of played through some things. So the fact that it he gave it a go and then couldn't, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. Unfortunately. All right, here's uh, what the caller asked about. It was a uh, pretty conservative offensive game plan for you guys on Saturday. The conditions, as you mentioned, were less than ideal. Looking back on it, any. Any regrets there or things you wish you had done differently? Well, again, uh, you know, I, th- I think there was a period there that uh, we started the game, the weather was pretty bad, and then we went through a period where it got decent, all things considered, and uh, and that's where we went on a three straight drives where we, we do some really good things. Um, you want? We wish you would have taken a few more shots. We had some guys that beat coverage, uh, you know, several times and uh, so you'd like to have some of those explosive plays you know the explosive plays are a big deal you know when you look at uh, a game like that that is a one score game and, and maybe when you could start to try to pull away and uh, but everything has to be in sync you know as well you know from a protection standpoint and uh, running the routes the right way and all those kind of things as well so uh, we need to you know we need to have more explosive plays and we need to be able to run the ball more effectively, stronger uh, with someone other than Tawi. What do you think? You've definitely got to be able to run it better with just uh, than just with Tawi. You do need more explosive plays. You de- need new dudes to step up and be dudes. And so far, they haven't had that. You've had guys make plays, 
but not on a consistent basis and to where you say, all right, I trust this guy to do something big here. So um, some of that, you know, saying the weather got okay and they went on three straight drives, I mean, I wouldn't say that the, the play calling changed a whole lot. They just ended up going on three straight scoring drives. So um, it, it just wasn't a good day. I mean, the, well, the play calling think, wasn't good on Saturday. I, I, mean, I think what he was saying there about um, – you know, he was basically saying, yeah, we would have liked to have been more aggressive. I, I, it sounded like to me he wasn't super happy about reading Yeah, and he can't say probably as much as he would like to well, he's say not gonna there. Throw his He's not going to throw him under the bus. Under the bus. Sure. All right. But it sounded like, because he goes, uh, you know, everything has to work in unison. Our offensive line has to block it up. In other words, our offensive line didn't give Dylan enough time uh, on, on the occasions perhaps when we had a deep, play called and he said our guys have to run the right route which sounds like to me like why would he say that unless that was an issue right well I think part of that was the interception early on because it, when it cut to break Dylan was yelling at Faruqi Cattell and was about to motion with his hands and then they cut to break so I think that was one of them yeah maybe but we're specifically talking about being aggressive offensively and going deep so I, anyway, I, it sounded like to me he was like, "Listen, we had more deep shots called, and it just we couldn't pull it off. Like pan out, the protection wasn't there. The guy ran the wrong route. Dylan checked it down, or or you know went to the whatever the case may be. I, I he's frustrated, Brent. I mean, you could tell he's not coming out and saying it, but the last two or three weeks about uh, not having a running back as a bell cow yet, not. He said something last night about our guys have to, our running backs have to break tackles. They have to run over people. Like, they, I, and then that answer right there about, yeah, we need to be more aggressive. Like, I think he's he's feeling what the rest of us are about. He's frustrated with, with what the offense is doing right now without coming out and just blasting people. So, now, as it pertains to this week, Oklahoma State – will sell out to stop the run. That's what they do. You're not running on us. You, we're, We might put our corners on islands. We might go zero on the back end, but you're not running on us. So not that Oklahoma won't still try to run on them because you just can't concede. But as Gabe pointed out last night on the huddle, and I think accurately so, Oklahoma's hopes in this game offensively are uh, even more than normal on Dylan Gabriel. He's got to have a big day. They they have to have a big day throwing the football, and they're capable of it. If OSU does that to OU, they're capable of making them pay. They have done it. I I know last year is fresh in the in the mind. Last week is fresh in the mind, but. Early this year, Oklahoma made big play after big play in the passing game. I can't remember which game it was, but we were three, four games into the season. They were leading the nation in 30, 40-plus yard plays in the passing game. Leading the nation. That's how many times they were going deep and connecting. Now, some of that was Andrew Anthony. Not all, but a lot. But they still have guys that are capable. I mean, Farouk is fast. Nick Anderson's fast. Gibson is tall. And fast. Uh, Brennan Thompson is fast. 
So I think the combination of the criticism of and how last week went, combined with the way Oklahoma State plays defensively, means you're going to see Oklahoma take a bunch of shots this week because they kind of, you know, they have to. That's what that's what is going to be available to them. Well, I hope you're right. I mean, I I definitely hope they're way more aggressive and do take those chances. And uh, now obviously. Uh, conditions will not be a factor unless something changes that we're not expecting. But it's supposed to be a beautiful day, so, you know. It was funny. I was listening to Tyler yesterday. God bless him. He, when, when OU loses a game, Tyler takes it so personally. He's just mad at the whole world. But <laughs> Like in one segment, it was almost in one breath, he was like, he, he was ranting about how they didn't throw deep. They didn't throw deep. And then he went to, I just want them to come out and run the ball right at them and show that the tougher team run it right at them. Just run it at them. <laughs> just say we want it all. Throw deep too. Just throw deep, but run it at them. I was like, what? Those are two different things. But anyway, they're right. Whatever you did, do something else because that didn't work. Hey, make Mike Gundy feel like he's at a party in Oklahoma City back in his college days. Okay. What a press conference. Scared and fearing for guy... his life. <laughs> He never fails. He doesn't. He's he's highly, highly entertaining. And and you can tell some of it is just pre-thought out. He's got these things and ideas in his head, and then he just runs with them, man. When he gets the right question or has the right question set up and has someone ask it, he just goes. And it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like he, you have to like him and Boz were at parties like every weekend together. I was in Back, Dale City. Well, before Boz. us with social media, we were – we were rivalries. We were there every week in Oklahoma City at these parties. Every weekend, every weekend, we were at these parties. Yeah. <laughs> Who did he say came in with Boz? Uh, Migliazzo. Yeah, I could have kicked him in the shin and ran real fast. <laughs> <sighs> I'm checking with people to see who's there before I go into these parties. <laughs> hey, not. he's done a heck of a job with this football team, though. I mean, oh, he they has looked well, terrible, incredible. Early in the year. I saw someone post, this is the type of season with what he's done is why he's going to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. Like, an incredible job he's done this year. Yeah. 6.49, quick break. We'll hear some Mike Gundy coming up. His presser yesterday, Venable's presser coming up 11.30 today. You can hear it here on The Ref. Back after this. Bleed Crimson. Love great Sooner Talk. Join The Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. If you find yourself in a scary accident, McIntyre Law. one <laughs> 917 uh, By the way, uh... I'm not saying that I agree with the Hall of Fame statement by the one person I just say I saw it yesterday over Mike Gundy. Um, I did like, too, when he said, uh, you know, uh, uh, nine, uh, 45% of the state are Sooner fans and 45% are Cowboy fans. I was like, come on, you even know you're lying on those those numbers there. But. 10% are blue and gold. <laughs> All right. Do you want to play that? What do you think the answer to that is? I would say... I mean, if you want to include all three, I would say 75, uh, 50, uh, 25, 20 and 5. Oh, that's too, that's not that 
lopsided. That's that lopsided in my world. Go ahead, you Mike know, Gundy. What I, do you think it is? What's the split here? You think 75 is too high for OU? I don't. Let's see. I'm going to give five to Tulsa. I, I think the five's five. right for Tulsa. I don't even know five percent. Yeah, that may be. I'm just rounding it up. The deal with Tulsa kind of. is most Tulsa fans are also either OU or OSU fans. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Very few Tulsa fans are just Tulsa fans. That, that's true. Yes. So I'm going to set them aside. 70-30? Okay. Well, if you set them aside, then that's what I would have been. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess we <laughs> you're like, oh, you're way side. off. Yeah, well, most of the time you're way off, so I just assume you're going to be way off. <laughs> I've said this, and people can't believe it, but it is 100% true. Because we are in the world of sports radio and Twitter, and it's what we look at all the time. But I can, from my days at working at Channel 9, the vast majority of people in this state cheer for both schools. Yeah, because they don't care for either people way. To believe that. Yeah. They they have their favorite school, but when they're not winning, they also want the other one to win because they love the state of Oklahoma. Now, that is impossible to compute when you are as diehard and hate the other as much as most people do listening to our stuff. But the average Joe at the grocery store and the farmer and all that kind of stuff, they just want both schools to do well. Merle and Betty, they just want them both Merle to do Merle and well. Betty, they they were yeah. big Cowboy fans, but when the Cowboys aren't winning, sure, let's yeah. go sooner. So Merle and Betty, if you're listening, you're annoying, okay? Pick a side. <laughs> Merle and Betty. <laughs> uh, always love the show, guys. Try rich crackers in your chili. Agree with Smoltz Love. Uh, Joe Boomer from, uh, what? Joe Boomer, Jim from Wisconsin. Huh, I don't know what that mm. says. Ritz. Uh, oh, I'm love Joe. Ritz. Love Joe. There's supposed to be a comma there. Love Joe, as in uh, Davis. Is it Davis? Why am I thinking? Why am I blanking on? Smoltz? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the right play-by-play now. guy with Smoltz. Oh, Joe Davis. Joe yeah. Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway, he's really good. Dad Gummit. He's good looking. He's yeah. good. He's young. He's a national. He got the Dodgers job at 12 years too. old. He's I want to dislike the guy. He's nice. Ah, Jack Gum Joe Davis. 7 o'clock, we'll be back.